podcast where a group of guys from Melbourne talk about nerdy stuff. My name is Adam, and today we've got two guests. Mr. Jeff, welcome back to the podcast, 30 episodes later. Yep, thank you very much. Yeah, hope to, hope we can talk about some good anime and shit. <laughs> um, and we've got Mr. Bruce returning for the second time. How you doing, Mr. Bruce? I count it as the third, fourth time, but maybe that's just times we've done podcasts together, not this drop panda one. Um, so today we're, we're doing something a bit different. Normally, uh, each of us bring a topic of discussion to the table. Today, um, we are talking about one general topic, and that is the differences between subbing, dubbing in anime, as well as the issues in localization. And notoriously, we, we all watch anime here. Uh, Mr. Jeff here is the president of, an, of a university club. And we all watch between English dubbed and English subbed from time to time. And because we're English native speakers, we can sometimes tell the difference between translations and the dubbing, um, but also watching it. So once one of the, uh, one of the examples I have is back in the early 2000s, um, we all watched Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Sailor Moon. Back the, the good day. days. The good days. <laughs> uh, and they were distributed from a company called Four Kids in the United States. And I, I didn't know this until like a couple of years ago, but Four Kids did some major changes to those animes when it came to the West. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh apparently had a lot of guns for some reason. And the use of the Shadow Realm is actually uh, referencing death. So whenever someone goes, I'm going to send you to the Shadow Realm, essentially it means that I'm going to send you to to die or to hell. Um, if, if I can just interject there, I think yeah. there was uh, one, there was something about, uh, they were, there was a saw, and obviously saw was cut, and then it was supposed to cut off his legs, and then they changed that because it was too gory like it was um too threatening so they were just like oh yeah we're just gonna send you to shadow room but yeah with the saw that's cutting off his legs something lost stretch something lost yeah pokemon had a lot of uh changes as well um one great example is it's an episode of pokemon in generation one where Brock makes food and we all know Brock to be like the chef of the first generation group. And he gives people what we know as onigiri balls, rice, rice balls with filling inside. That's what it looks like visually, but the dubbing wise, they called them jelly donuts. I think back then, especially for children, like, you, especially the people in the West, we're not exposed to many cultures, especially back like 20 years ago. Like, like there was no expansion on like culture. So a lot, I think a lot of kids don't know what onigiri was. No, no, right? it, Realistically, like saying rice ball would have been better. Yeah. However, yeah. like, I guess like to get like, because kids won't notice stuff like that. They'll just think it looks funny for a donut, I think. And like, it technically is like a carb based round object with a filling so i'm like it kind of makes sense (laughs) like i think all the information is there in rice ball it's a ball of rice like i think they could have got away with it like it makes more sense but i'm like 
It's like, I kind of get it, but like, it's so dumb. <laughs> it's that localization mentality because the, the audience was clearly for Western kids in the States. And I don't, I don't know, but Vice isn't, isn't the biggest thing in their diet. Rare. It's not rare, but it's not the most like a ten-year-old. Like, in I especially like ten years ago, it w- it wasn't like that popular. Like twenty years ago, it wasn't as popular as it is now to Western people. Yeah, especially okay. like back I- then, because like I know like a bunch of people like older generation above me, like thirty to mid thirties, like they grew up only eating like potatoes. So some of the like European descendants or people, like that, like they did, had not really been exposed to proper like 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 see like like rice they've been more like bread and potatoes for their carbs. it was the uh it was the bread cheese and milk diet mm-hmm. oh yeah pasta as well like like that's a that's a very european sort of carb source yeah right and it's like like you don't get ex- like they, all this stuff is either flour based or like potato mm. I, I do have to say that like um, it's it makes sense, uh, and you know we obviously hindsight we're, we're here in 2020, and well, it's hindsight's literally 2020, and we're in 2020. But like the thing is, like the, it was for a purpose. They were trying to make it more accessible. I get why they were doing it, um, and it. But it does look a bit silly now. Just like it is a bit silly, yeah. Certain... But looking in hindsight, it's it's kind of like really dumb. It's very funny. Like if you go back and look yeah, at it. it like... Oh, I... Yeah, it, it's great because it's actually evolved into a meme. Yeah. Wait, or speaking of memes and translations, like that, you know, the Dragon Ball, it's over 9,000. That's yeah. it, it was 8,000 in Japanese. Yeah. Like, why did you change? Like, 9,000 is not that much better than 8,000. It's like, maybe if it was 9,999 or something, but 8,000, 9,000, like, why, why do you... I'm not up- sure what... Like, it's the- like, that's, that's an interesting one. I actually did not yeah. know that. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's like, it's like, uh, Hasen Ijo. Like, it's like over 8,000. And like, why did you change it to 9,000? Like, so it's even, even the manga for Dragon Ball, um, Dragon Ball Z's manga has 8,000. So yeah, it's yeah. the way Funimation did the double back then. 9,000 is just a, a meme for for English audience, like if you say it's over nine thousand, every like a lot of people would get that. But technically, it's not. It's like you know, Luke, I am your father. That that's it's in our cultural consciousness, but it's like not exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. A good example for Jeff is um with is One Piece, and this is very, this is most one of the most well known examples of localization changes is Sanji and his cigarettes in the Japanese. Oh version. yeah. Um, um so for the I think it was like for the four kids version. Yeah, Sanji, yeah. except for like holding a cigarette all the time, he holds a lollipop mm-hmm. all the time. And mm-hmm. like I think sometimes he points with the cigarette. So it actually looks kind of like funny when he points like with the lollipop. Because <laughs> like it's just like a literally a narrow like white tube with a big ass ball of like pink candy on the end. And it's just like doesn't it sort of just feels funny. <laughs> But so I guess like they change, need something. It doesn't change the context of. I wouldn't. Yeah, I think I think one, it's one of the safer things to like have as a censorship because like it doesn't impact his personality or his whole thing very much. But like 
I could imagine like scenes where he's going out for a cigarette is kind of like I'm going out for a lollipop. <laughs> it sort of like doesn't make huge no. sense, no. but like like for kids, like that's not that like that's a thing they wouldn't mind, right? Having like a lollipop break. I wouldn't say that's really localization. I'd say it's more censorship because they're trying to it's for kids audience. That's true. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's yeah. what that's all, accurate term yeah. yeah. So in One Piece, all alcohol is made. The references are to juice. Uh, cigarettes, obviously, are yeah. alcohol. Um, um, from knowledge, this sub for Luffy actually, Luffy still drinks juice actually in the yeah. sub because um, there's a he actually announced that he doesn't like alcohol. Yes, but yeah. he has the Sakazuki thing, like sharing a cup of alcohol with mm. to make with brothers and stuff. Like that still happens, and they do it by themselves. There, he doesn't like it. But um, yeah. like for example, in Naruto, there's Azuma who's obviously using smoke jutsu. But his cigarette is never lit in like the um, English dubs. But like, how do you have smoke jutsu without lighting your cigarette? Without lighting a like, like he 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 breathes it in from his cigarette and then he blows it up. It's like, but it's never lit. But like, it it doesn't actually make sense that he would have an unlit cigarette that he uses to blow out smoke jutsu. Like, it actually it confuses things a bit. Like, I I think that uh, they could have substituted it in a different way or just not changed it but yeah even uh, naruto like i think in the first few episodes he gets stabbed in the hand because yeah he, with, with a kunai yeah. and they just completely um i i saw that in the english dub initially and I, like they just removed it and i was like yeah i can't watch this i like, don't think uh, i think they replaced it with just like it instead of red spat on it's like white spat on or clear spat on no uh it happens like off off camera oh, so, like, so, it, like so that frame is gone yeah it, it, it that frame is gone so it's like um it kind of looks like he gets pierced but there's no splatter and it's just like the silhouette and yeah. so you can't really make out that he's clearly being stabbed through the hand so there would be blood so they, they removed that blood reference and stuff like that which is fair enough you know you don't want gore with kids and stuff and i, I can definitely respect that like i i don't think naruto and its audience at the time needed to see that like uh but i think we all knew, know that well the audience at the time with naruto and it moving to the west had a very huge gap it was like i feel like it was about 10 years um since naruto came out in japan and then came out dubbed in the west so there would have been like some change was it that much of a break because i remember like early naruto early naruto had a lot of blood but then Naruto down the line, even in the subversion, had a bit less blood. It like, doesn't take away from the story too much. It doesn't take away from the story. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I, I think I think like especially stuff like blood and gore, like from movies, especially gore. If you take away gore, like I think it's fine taking away gore because some of that scenes can be quite gruesome. But like with blood, I I feel like like if you just take away the blood effects, is like especially for the younger audience, like it doesn't they don't realize that's missing. It's not a thing that like they actually look for, whereas like someone for adult like that doesn't look right, like because yeah. like there's nothing bleeding, right? But like for a kid, like I don't think it matters to them. Like they don't think about the blood; they just think about the action or what's going on. Or like they understand like things that hurt and like things that are, like are bad, but like they don't care. But like they don't realize that like, oh, he's meant to be bleeding. <laughs> and I think like that do- that doesn't like it helps because it doesn't take away from the story when you especially from your when you're a kid and it's not a distraction at all 
So with, with Naruto, there's also um, another big change that came when it went to the West. Uh, and I actually watched this. I watched this when it premiered in Australia. And I wanted to know what the difference was. Because I was excited. I was excited to know what Naruto sounded like in English. Um, but the, the scene that I'm talking about comes from, I think it was either episode one or two, where Naruto and Sasuke uh, accidentally kiss. So, yeah, none of that. None, none, none it of- was it was um it was completely cut from the English version for uh, I, I I would guess obvious reasons because it just didn't seem right to share that kind of stuff to ten year olds. It is a like, weird accident, like you know, happy accident kind of thing to happen in a kids show. To be honest, and then. This was a, this was, so when I was doing research on this topic, there was one that didn't really occur to me, mainly because I didn't really watch too much of it, but Sailor Moon had uh, some changes when it came to the West. In Japan, the Japanese version, Sailor Neptune and Sailor uh, Uranus, Uranus was actually uh, a lesbian couple. They portrayed as a lesbian couple in japan but in english the changes were were that they were cousins that's why they were close they were very close cousins in the english version uh and this we're talking about we're talking about the early 90s as well so those Mm. changes would have definitely it's still a discussion now about sexuality in cartoons and in anime and some of them do fly now, but back then it was not something that you would ever see. It would be definitely a topic of discussion. I think it's good that they did that because um, if you, at the time it was very politically prickly and I, I mm. think that it would have become the entire focus of the show. Whereas um, they didn't want that. They wanted people to see past that because they didn't want it to be like the lesbian show and like that yeah. kind of. So like, I think they wanted it to be the focus on the story, and I, I can respect that. Yeah, um, I I can understand why they did it. Like especially like back in the days with the '90s, and especially like aimed at a Western audience, like America, where they got like especially where they got like a huge sort of religious like like groups over, especially America, like where like the people that are religious are very dedicated. And like they don't want to sort of portray anything like, like homosexuality, and it's like especially some parents that even see homosexuality in a like negative context, like they probably won't if they found out about like that, they won't even show it to their kids yeah. to begin with. And especially uh, Sailor Moon, it's one of the shows that actually got kids into anime. Like it was like yeah. me with like Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z, like it's like one of those shows that like the the classic that like the '90s kids grew up with. I just want to add about uh, very quickly about Pokemon as well. Like that had its share of um, controversy because yeah. uh, religious, well, specifically like Christian groups and stuff had their concerns because it was teaching evolution. Just, just putting that out there. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. It wasn't a big, but it was, I, I, it wasn't, I, I, I do remember hearing about this as well. Yeah. And um, like it, it doesn't, take much to lose the point of it which was like you know it's a fun it's a fun cartoon about kids having adventures yeah Mm. and uh all games and all that so but like it it was 
So it could very easily have spiraled, like because they were like in a relationship or whatever. Yeah. Or. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I think like they did really well with censoring that, like considering like now it's like become a, like a full on like cult classic. Yeah. Mm. And Japan is well aware of some of the things they need to look out for because they do have an audience now to the West. Mm. Back in, like, I think like now, especially now though, like I, I think it, it kids shows like still like, I think questionably, like there's a lot of people that will argue a point of like, also, let's, let's, let's not forget that uh, Sailor Moon introduced us to the, uh, the the wonders of uh, the henshin, the transformation, and all yes. of that. <laughs> yes, that because, was the genre, uh, the genre changing show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it might not have been the first, but it was definitely the most famous at the time, and well, uh, we, we still meme it. Like you know, yeah. we um, I actually we, we like, meme it for the wrong reasons with like Sailor Moon. I mean, it, like you know, like whenever there's like a transformation, but especially involving like a guy or something, it has like com- com- comedic value in. Mm. for sure like i think i probably missed out on watching sailor moon a lot like i don't know i I think i just i just never saw it on on tv but like i remember this thing we like because i grew with these sort of transformation shows i actually grew up with power rangers a lot and that was like all like the rage back then as you know right like especially as like as guys that that's what was marketed towards us yeah i think like that was like the transformation sort of like morphing time sort of like show yeah um and like like since that was also a show that was adapted to the West, right? Um, I think they like, I think that sort of like gives you sort of like that hero feel more than so, like it's like it's like probably some Westerners watching Superman to like transform from like Clark Kent to Superman, and it sort of like makes you get attached to heroes and how there's a difference from like normal people and heroes. The alter ego and things like that. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it sort of show it does really well with those transformations and like it doesn't just idolize a hero too much to where like it shows they're actually like normal people as well yeah i think the closest thing i can think of to a western equivalent is um the old batman with adam west show where he would go down the like fireman's ball and he oh, would, wow. like, like and he would change on the way down like i i think that's the closest we got to some cool transformations where he's no longer bruce wayne he is batman now. yeah but like i think I think all the shows, especially us as, as like when we were kids watching growing up, like they all like did censorship or like very well, I think. Or like okay. localization, at least pretty well. Like think- we do meme about it to listen to some of them to this day, but like I think they did well in the time. Yeah. Because all of us still understood and were happy about what we were watching, and no. there was nothing so these, that took us away from the show. So, yeah, so there's so there's changes, especially with like Sailor Moon and, and Pokemon and Naruto. We're all on the same page with uh, what they did back then. So then let, let's move the conversation a bit forward to like the present day. So right. we can respect what they did back then because of the time that it was in. But like, what about? Uh, and we can't change that. Like that happened back then. No. But when it happens in the current day, isn't that a bit strange? Like, um, like, because I'm of the opinion that um, it's kind of like the comic book graphic novel argument where like one is for children, maybe uh, or a wider audience. And a graphic novel is for a more mature audience with more adult themes and stuff like that. So I'm like, if I see something like Tokyo Ghoul or if I see uh, maybe Goblin Slayer or something like that, like I would kind of want to have it how the artist interpreted it. To a very close extent, while still keeping it 
within the boundaries of um, standards and practices. So I wouldn't specifically show the um, uh, the graphic scenes, but I would heavily infer it. Whereas um, like the reverse is sometimes true now. Like sometimes some sh- scenes are shown like quite quite graphically. Like um, my favorite thing to bring up Ishizoku re- reviewers, like interspecies reviewers, is um, is I can't believe they made that because yeah. uh, like the manga doesn't show those things. It, like it's an interesting concept of like yeah, how would you interact with people from other species? But they inferred it. And they just spoke about it in the manga, whereas like in the anime, it's just shown for all to see. And it's like, who, who was who, who was in charge of making sure that <laughs> they didn't get made? Like, it's, it's kind of like there's that one Star Wars character who's now canon and um, uh, he's called Beta. And like, like he's, he's a canon character. He's a Jedi master. And it was a it was a joke because like he's Jedi master Beta. So... <laughs> And he was written as a joke and he was supposed to be caught by the editor and kept out, but the editor didn't pick up on it. And now there's a canon character named Masturbator. Like, uh, <laughs> so, like, where is the people keeping that from like Ishizoku reviews? Like who, who, who let this happen? And then the, the, the show started airing and then like five, six episodes in, then they pulled it. I was like, like you could like, just release it now like it doesn't it's out it's out you're so, like you've already fucked up bro like just own it yeah <laughs> what is the deal with it? like so that, that's why i'm like um like that's that's an extreme example but i'm also like hey guys like take it down because it's it's like uh my, one of my favorite youtubers is like i it's like the i can't believe it's not hentai of anime like yeah mm. i like, think it depends on the the uh the distribution distributing company for sure because we've got back on there we've had four kids we still have Funimation now um I can't think of any others at the top of my head we've got Crunchyroll so Crunchyroll is I wouldn't call Crunchyroll mainstream not yet not yet it's, like, like it's, to it's, be honest, like, it, oh, like in the terms of like a distribution company, I think they're probably one of the most mainstream internationally. Mm. I'll say for like um a like like a producer, like they're very new. Yeah, at producing. Like, like, sort of, right like, now, because of Tower of God and God of High School and mm. No Nobles that's coming out. Um, mm. but in terms of um widespread uh naming reputation, like like it. Everyone knows Funimation for doing a lot of um, works and stuff. So Crunchyroll hasn't hit that mainstream to the point where everyone knows Crunchyroll like they know Netflix. Like the thing is, um, in in especially anime watchers, I got I gotta say like Funimation has their own streaming platform in America where like that's not available to us in Australia, right? So like for us, like our only option realistically is like is Crunchyroll or Anime Labs, which I'm pretty sure Anime Labs is Australian only. Um. And, like, those are, like, our only, like, known places to officially stream anime. So, I feel like Crunchyroll is, like, probably the bigger one out of the two, uh, well, to be honest. Amazon Prime. Um, like, Amazon Prime definitely has a few of, like, a selection. It depends. Yeah, on yeah. I think, I think it'll be good. Like, I think it's really good now that, like, Amazon and Netflix both have really good selections of anime. And I think they've done a great job bringing, like, it to the mainstream. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Especially, uh, was it? Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion because like 
for years he's told all of them to fuck off he's like i'm not like just go away and then the yeah. fact that he's finally released it on a streaming platform means that either an ex- in ex- like an exorbitant amount of money changed hands which i doubt because it's uh he would have just taken the deal earlier or they like promised to respect his like kind of like miyazaki and stuff they they, they promised to respect his work not edit it not change it just release it as is because uh he's kept strict creative control over that and it's so popular but it never made it to a streaming platform before and i assume that's because he didn't want it to be diluted in some way uh because it it is a it is a really weird weird plot i want to say plot uh, uh let's say it's a weird show right it's iconic but it's also um like he didn't want to make it even weirder by them trying to make it easier for people to understand and things like that and it made it to netflix so i was big big up so with them. so with uh, you just mentioned um the whole ghibli uh yes. change deal um i think we we mentioned this off uh, off camera where uh ghibli when they distribute their animes to the western audience they have Walt Disney doing the dubbing and editing and distribution um i'm probably butchering that but the consensus is is that when when they make that agreement when the western people get it there aren't any changes in terms of yeah translation so no or editing and what what was what was your uh, example that you mentioned before where they Nosika of the Valley it? of the Wind which got released as warriors of the wind like with a different name and uh miyazaki pretty much like uh, it has a lot of themes that they didn't really get conveyed because the voice actors like the english voice actors didn't know what the movie was really about like they were just saying the lines so they didn't really um conveyed well and he he pretty much um throws it under the bus and he says that version that edited version of my film that's not my film don't watch it like he says that about what is essentially his originally his property and um even when they did uh, mononoke like they it's a bit weird with all the like the monsters and stuff like that so they were trying to edit it to make it um general but instead of pg13 and uh they just sent like they just sent a very simple letter in katakana just saying no cuts <laughs> and that was it like release it as yeah. it is or like go away and i i can respect that because like uh miyazaki has retired so many times and he's only doing it for the art and for not doing it for the money yeah. like he do, like he's doing it for the creative endeavor and he doesn't need them to dilute that and i can respect that because yeah i want to see so with that example though who well and we can speculate on this until we can do some more research but does it come down to the ghibli company or does it come down to the disney company for for making that huge edit? i think it just came down to at the time they did Or was it just communication? Yeah, I think at the time he didn't know um like he, when they said hey we'd like to do an english dub he figured yeah that would be great it would make it more accessible and then after that he was like yeah um that wasn't handled well and i would prefer to have more creative control next time because uh it's not yeah my, my point is not coming across so i mean if you're trying to edit things out to make it more general instead of like you know Yeah and a more a more appealing Yeah uh, I can respect that argument but this isn't 20 years ago and kids like if if it's PG13 then just wait till they're 13 like all let them watch it with parents around like mm. uh, I I think they can handle a lot of mature topics um and but that's not for me 
to make that judgment. It's for the parents. Um, but yeah, like if making it so, I don't, I, I don't like because uh, Miyazaki movies are not simple entertainment. Like they're like um, his like cultural commentary. Um, mm. He's like an artist. He's like there's, a, there's a lot of depth in his movies. Like they're a lot more than just an animation. Mm. There's a lot of like, cultural yeah, it, background involved with yeah. a lot of his movies as well. Yeah, and historical background, and like, I think a decent amount of like Westerners, like especially just like the people dubbing it, and the voice actors won't understand it. And I think that's probably where an area of like miscommunication happens, is where they don't understand the importance of areas. Yeah, he's not Michael Bay. He's like Martin Scorsese. He's doing it like to make this art that's gonna live for longer. So, Mm. like, if you're doing Naruto and stuff, you're reaching a wider audience. You're uh, you're doing Shonen. It's not. Mm. Like I'm not saying Shonen can't be art, but Shonen is kind of like a first-person shooter. You don't expect much from the story. You're just there for the fun and the action. So um, I think it's a different, like if it's that, I wouldn't want it to be changed or censored. Whereas like something more general, like, I don't know, sports anime, like um, maybe there's like some homosexual elements. Maybe you like remove that uh, because it's not high art or something like that. So I, I think the kind of show that it is, also matters so like i i feel like with that sort of examples i feel like something like shonen will be like it feels like a tv show where like um where something like the studio ghibli films like are like are like directed works of art mm. that's why i feel like that's more the comparison whereas like yeah. if someone's poured their heart like a bunch of energy and creative thought into a masterpiece of like a movie like they don't want it diluted in any way Mm. They weren't as yeah. pure as possible for another audience to understand it. Yeah. And for like, but like, but like with the whole point of like censorship, how they change it for younger and older audience, like I gotta say for modern day shows, like I loved back in the day, the way uh, they censored shows, like the way Naruto, One Piece and all that, how they censored it. Whereas like, I feel like modern day, like it kind of has become better and worse at the same time. Whereas, like, nowadays, they don't, they don't censor stuff like homosexuality at all, really, nowadays. Like, it's not, like, it's become very mainstream and more encouraged. But, like, um, I think stuff like violence and death, like, those points have become greatly censored even now, especially for kids, like, right now. Because, like, I don't know if you know this, but, like, some shows, like, have you guys seen the new Bob the Builder? Like, have you seen images no. of that? So. Why is, uh, he's like a very tall guy like, now. No, no. So what's happened with it is like they, you know, how he used to just grab on the side of the truck and just like it'll just drive him, right? Oh, so they actually yeah. transformed it. So he had to physically get into the truck because it was a safety hazard to like just be hanging off the edge. Where like that was a sort of funness as a kid that you're just like, yeah, cool, and like stuff like that, like little things. So they applied they applied OHS rules to Bob and Bob the Bob Builder. Bob. Yes. Yes they did. As they should. As they should. Do. Bob the Builder was audited for OHS. Yes, pretty much. Like hey, stuff like that. Like I feel like it's a bit too like it's a bit too sensitive. People are a bit much. too sensitive now with little things here and there of how they're influencing children. I think like back in the day as a kid, I'm like, I'm watching these like anime cartoons and like even power rangers feels like it's been heavily censored compared to what it used to be i'm i'm on the other side i I definitely think that like it's easy 
to influence kids by just showing them stuff. And so if they're gonna remove cigarettes because it makes like Sanji's a cool character and then he's like got cigarettes and stuff, like I, I definitely don't want people to think cigarettes will make you cool. And I, I definitely don't want people to be like, oh, safety first. But like Bob the Builder is just doing whatever he wants. Like, like I don't want that cavalier attitude to like get passed on for whatever reason. Because yeah, like, like, like I, I am on the side of like, I, I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I, I think that the difference is that adults can make <laughs> rational decisions, whereas children are, like their logic systems are not like fully developed. Like a lot of adults' logic systems are not fully developed. So like, mm-hmm. but, but kids we actually have a responsibility to like teach them stuff like, you know, don't juggle fire and stuff like that. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Because um, it's, a, it's an easy imitation. Like I, yeah. I understand like there's a bad influence. Like kids are very easily influenced. I agree to that. Yeah. Like, and like, but I, I honestly do believe like, it's like realistically for a kid, like for an Bob the Builder example, right? A kid's not going to grab onto a like fully heavy equipment piece of construction, like, and like hang off it off the edge. Like they're not even going to get close realistically yeah they don't have the arm strength to do yeah, it but like, like they can't able to do anything <laughs> realistically but like um like i understand something like smoking that i understand those sort of censorships that's fine it's just like it's like when it's like pushed to the area of where it's becoming too like what's the word i'm looking for like i almost feel like politically correct but like that's not the right word like i'm looking yeah. for where the way like they, they 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 actually worry i think about the children a bit too much nowadays too cautious yeah, they're too, cautious. too paranoid so like they actually like something like it's some real dumb stuff like even this like okay this is the big news in the last year i'll say is like the whole like this is mainly aimed at like mid teenagers i'll say like even for like that like mid to yeah mid teenagers like the whole no game no life sort of like thing Okay, okay. Explain That's that nice. to me because we talked about it yesterday and mm. I think we hit an impasse about what happened. So tell us what you want to say. So, so like, I don't, I don't, I haven't dug too deep into it, but pretty much from what, what I've heard mean? is like some kid borrowed the light novel or the manga from a, like a, a, like a library. And basically the mother saw what was in the books, right? And like basically was reporting it for like, like sexuality of children, I think. And like over sexuality yeah. and stuff like that, and like it's like fair enough. Like I've seen the show, so it's like there are some aspects of that. It's legit. It's legit. Yeah. We agree. Yeah, but like it's it's like to the point. Like I'm like yeah, it's not really portrayed. Like they're not. They're kind of sexualizing, but they don't like portray. Like they actually portray in like like the brother and the sister dynamic. Like they portray as like there is the boundary how they are just like siblings, always. And, like, there's no connotation, I'll say, of, like, the the girl, like, having sexual interactions with anyone. But, like, it, I agree. It is, really it is sexualized. Wait, wait, I agree. So, so, like, clarify that to me. So, they, what was the consequence of finding that kind of material so in the book? What I did think, they do? So, the, they the lady, the mother, filed yeah. a report to, like, like, a board that rated books, pretty much, of, like, yeah. like the gradings. And, basically... Yeah. They actually never properly rated those books, oh, from so my knowledge. Yeah. So yeah. what happened after that? They basically just banned the import of all those books because they never typical. probably rated it. And like that was... Wait, all all those books, or just no game, no, no life. game, no life. Sorry, no game, no just... life. We're talking about in particular. It's a very typical yeah. thing to happen in Australia. Like they'll just non-rate something, and then you can't legally access it. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it's just mind-boggling that they don't have a rating that allows adults 
to buy adult products they're just like nah we just don't have that rating make it just fucking make it like like uh, like if you don't have a rating hmm. for like hmm. like consenting or like um like adult people who who you allow to smoke gamble drive join the army but they can't read a book like um i i feel like nah like you may and they've had this issue with video games as you know for many many years where like yeah until we get the r system coming yeah like it's just like it's just not nc it's uh not classified and then that means that we just can't access it which means obviously if we want to we will um but like the point is like uh, where they they're like making us criminals for playing a game or reading a book because it yeah. uh depicts drug use like i think fallout 3 or something like it was like it had like drug use or something and it was just like oh it's not not classified until they remove it and yeah it's just very silly stuff where i'm like you know this is we're not doing drugs it's a video game it's it's a fantasy like mm-hmm. a, a book doesn't make you anything so like i i find it like i understand that you don't want kids to do it like fair enough just but like you don't want anyone to do it because you don't have a rating make the rating like uh, th- that really pisses me off that we don't have mm-hmm. a rating for adults to access like I uh, like that that's sort of like in my opinion that's like sort of the area where like I actually like have an issue with censorship like I feel like a lot of them like are feeling for like the younger audience but like just sort of rated higher like especially R-rated games were like not a thing like what six years ago yeah ish like it's like it was, that area is like wasn't... I feel like especially Australia we're too butthurt about everything it's like we're too cautious about everything to point of like where like we just won't accept it into the country like what was that game that was R rated and like we weren't sure if we were gonna get it ever? Um, was it GTA? No, it wasn't GTA. GTA. Um, Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah. Um, there was a few, especially it's during like like 2014, 2015. I think there was quite a yeah. few like R rated things that like we all weren't in Australia, and that we only got them due to the high demand. I'm pretty sure. And like no, I think they changed the game and they removed those elements for our version. Oh right, yeah, there are a few like that. Yeah. They, yeah, and, and it's, it's like, just like I'm like I can't think like if you're right. Mortal you, Kombat, like, sorry. Mortal Kombat, like um, oh, Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat was, was a now. big one. That was right. a big one because we, yeah. like, we played Mortal Kombat before. Why can't we play it now? Yeah, like, like, I'm like honestly, Mortal Kombat, like right at MA like plus or even like R, right? Like honestly, if you're over 15, like 16 plus, like realistically, I think like you should have a good grasp of like who you are and what mental you should be at. I, I I think it's there's there is a school of thought that like video games make people violent or something like mm. that, but the, I don't buy into it. I, well, realistically, I think that, there's no proper like not enough research to put into it to actually like com- like to actually say that. No, but it yeah. feels true. Yeah, like and yeah, and it, like the the laws. Um, so it's 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 a problem where the laws for certain things like uh, are written by a majority of people that don't use it. For a minority of people that do use it, and um, the majority is like, "Nah, ew, we don't like it, so we don't need it." And it's like, this has nothing to do with you. Like, it doesn't affect your life if I play this game. Like, uh, but oh, for whatever you know, uh, libertarian argument you, you can make about like, like I guess recently vaping and stuff like that, where like, oh, like you're actively encouraging cigarettes and you don't want people to vape. All right, um, whatever. Like, it, it just it's a majority makes the rule for a minority and um they're just like nah it doesn't concern us we don't use it so we don't need to care about it you just cut it out and i I find that 
quite a lazy argument because like the onus on, of proof is on the minority to prove that it's fine. So when you talk about that, there is still a, um, if we go back slightly from away from video games, yeah. there is still a very large consensus that anime is for children because it's very close to cartoons. They're, they're within the same category. Um, but be, And now we've got a lot more adult cartoons and anime now. They haven't really molded yeah. the... They haven't melded that consensus together yet that anime is just an art form, not for just children. But um, it, that's going to be, it's going to take a while because yeah. even. I do believe it's going to definitely take a while. Yeah. Comic books are originally for geeks who, who are kids and they enjoy reading Spider Man and stuff like that. But um, eventually people realize, like, no, they talk about really mature stuff here. Like, um, Iron Man's dealing with alcoholism. And- um, like a Spider-Man's dealing with puberty and um, like especially graphic novels where like um, like the Dark Knight Returns I think and all these kinds of things like it's uh, oh uh, Alfred Miller's like the Dark Knight Returns or whatever and it's just like Frank Miller Frank yeah Frank Miller and it's just it's um, I think people have started to realize like oh a graphic novel is not for kids and anime you're right it's still a like, cartoon I, yeah. I feel like that's due to, like, especially for all the examples you did were the comic book adaptations. Like, yeah. I feel like the transition from being, like, animated or comic book to a live-action blockbuster, blockbuster um, is, like, that's, like, the big transition that happened. Whereas, like, we yeah. haven't had, like, in anime, for my knowledge, we haven't had the, like, next-level blockbuster of, like, oh, adaptation. Like, if to, especially to a live-action. We haven't had a like one to one. Are you talking about one to one? Not like a one to one, but like something that adapts it like really well for a mature audience as well. I would argue that um, there's certain animes that have gone super mainstream, like Sword Art Online, uh, Attack on Titan, um, Demon Slayer, My Hero Acad- Academia. Like uh, these shows have gone super mainstream, and normies watch it, especially because yep. it goes mainstream on like Netflix and stuff, and. Mm. Uh, they'll come up to me and they say, oh, yeah, like, what about this show? And I was like, oh, yeah, I watched that, like, eight years ago or something. <laughs> These shows have, like, because it's on Netflix, you know, it gives people the chance to just easily just hit a button and then check it out. And then they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, this is this is great. Also, this is not for kids, but this is great. Like, um, it, yeah. I'm not held back by the fact thinking that it's, like, easygoing and cartoonish. No, there's these some mature stuff here mm. that uh, I'm enjoying as an adult. But yeah, I wouldn't show. Like they get, I think it was, the understanding that. Yeah, it was funny because we we mentioned that No Game No Life is like the manga is banned in Australia, but Bruce easily found it on Netflix. Like, the anime is still on Netflix. Yeah, you can yeah, still yeah. watch it. All of it. Yeah, like the, uh, um, something it's not like actually input in terms of like this sort of aspect of how like anime is still normy. Like I feel like, like I feel like with the whole like demographic of like how especially comic books are now mainstream due to the movies of like yes. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like the, the issue with that is like, I feel like we need to hit the stage of where like anime's viewed, like that sort of area is viewed as normal by people that have never watched anime. Not even people that just like click on it just to see where it is. Like I'm talking about like the older people. Like, I mean like my parents, if, if my yes. mom saw a Marvel movie poster on a blockbuster wall, right? You still think, oh, it's a big-ass action movie, right? Probably, I don't know, fucking Michael Bay, right? Yeah. 
But if you see a anime poster, that's like Boku no Hero, like like the new movie, right? Like you, it still looks like a cartoon. Like a normal person won't even think about watching it because they like are not into anime movies. Yeah. So that would be that would be a, definitely a time thing. That will be our generation because we're we're within our twenties right now, and when we hit that forty fifty um, lifespan. That will be how we would interpret it in terms yeah. of theater. But the thing is, like, um, just like the, I think the big transition for comics was the fact that like older people that didn't know what comics were, like, yeah. saw them yeah. as something beyond like comics or like anime. because they grew up. They definitely grew up with that culture. No, no, like it's not. It's not even that. Like, um, because my parents like just, like I'm really Chinese, right? Like they've never been exposed right. to pop culture, right? And like if you give me a poster of animated Batman. And then a poster of live action Dark Knight. They could have the same feels, the same concepts. But the fact that one's animated means that it is a child's show to them. Like it was really black and white to them. There's no in between to the other, the like sort of more traditional mindset. Right. So I feel like, like if we were to get like a really good live action adaptation, like it will actually expand it to more towards like the old, like it would be more accepted in the Western world. Whereas like in comics, especially like, if like if people that watch Batman and Iron Man got like they got me into comics through that like I worked backwards from there was anime I start from the beginning like but like if you see like if you see someone reading comics nowadays at least like it feels like a normal thing because it's like they all the movies are based on comics right mm-hmm. but we don't have like that sort of like purely mainstream like just not even just like slightly mainstream. But, Right, because reading a comic back in the day was very nerdy. Yeah, like back in the day, it's nerdy. But now you're like looking into like this movie pop culture area. Right. Yeah. Whereas like anime still got that nerdy persona because like they haven't really got anything that like properly penetrated, I think, the mainstream West, especially blockbuster wise. What we've, what we've done so far is we've, some, some of them have leaked into the mainstream. Yeah, I agree. Like, we have a few um, mainstream anime movies. Like, 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 the, like the Studio Ghibli titles mm. um, are, are more well-known. Yeah, I think, like, especially Studio audience. Ghibli, um, even the new movies, like Silent Voice and, like, um, Your Name, like, I think they've done really well at penetrating the mainstream. But, like, they're still, like, they're still anime in terms of, like, you still have to go to effort to convince people that don't like anime to watch the anime. Right, uh, whereas like it's not like like if you watch, it's not a natural. Yeah, option. it's not a natural option. Whereas like if you have a Marvel film and it's sort of like, oh, let's watch an action movie. Oh, put down on Iron Man, right? You don't think of it as a comic yeah. book movie. You don't think about it as like an animated, like based off of a cartoon, right? You just think of it as an action yeah. movie, right? And I don't think we have anything comparable in terms of anime for that. I I, I want to interject and say I don't think you're, I don't think what you're saying is ever going to be realized because um basically the premise i'm hearing is that uh you need to have an anime that becomes like a live action blockbuster movie and um we've never like s- traditionally we like live actions of anime are so trash like yeah I, like they, agreed they're it's horrible um, <laughs> like, I, I, and so i think it's very unrealistic for you to be like yeah i, I hope that like it goes mainstream it becomes this live action movie so that it can be taken seriously because like I'm a big fan of the anime and, and I give these live actions a chance and they, they break, they break me every yeah, time. Um, It'll never. Mm. And also 
live actions are hamstrung by the use of CGI and all these kinds of things. Mm. In animation, like if you look at um, like some of the Final Fantasy movies and stuff, you can only do that as an animated thing because it'll look like when they're fighting on the ceiling and um, they're, they're floating through the air and stuff like that, like those look cinematically amazing and it can only be done as an animated art form because as a CGI or live action with explosions and all that, it would just be uh, very unrealistic to actually make that. Like, the, the like I, I admit, like, is, is, a, is one of the harder fields to adapt into a, C, like a, like a live, oh, action. live action. I agree. It's extremely difficult, especially when there's a language barrier a lot of times. But there are a lot of anime which, like, are really, like, aimed at, like, sort of a Western culture. Like, some of those historical, especially animations, like, I think could be very well done in terms of a live action, especially. Like, I'm not talking about the stuff like Full Melt Alchemist because, like, that was mediocre at best, that live action, right? Like, I'm thinking, like, something that could be, like, portrayed easily, more, much more easily to the West to where, like, it's sort of... Sorry, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay, so why, why, why do you think that? Let me, let me put down an example here. Pokemon. Pokemon, Detective Pokemon, Detective Pikachu. You know what? Yes. I think Detective Pikachu will probably be like that's the first step of like the mainstream blockbuster of like. I, a I would argue. Anime. I would argue that whenever you make, um, and I made this point yesterday, where like whenever you make something like a blockbuster, like Batman, Spider Man, they've got all these focus groups, and they tell the same old origin story, which we've seen a million times. And uh, but when you have a project that no one really expects anything of, like um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Aquaman. Like uh, when when you get, you're given creative license to do whatever you want because nobody expects anything of you. That's when it actually makes something unique and interesting because it's different from everything we've seen. So we would definitely need, like for example, I really like um, a Chinese live action. Um, it's on Netflix. It's it's. Uh, it's called The King's Avatar and it's based off a Chinese mm-hmm. anime. And the anime was hot garbage. Like I've never seen an anime, like Chinese animation studios, not on the, on the level of Japanese animation studios. Mm. Like it was so bad. And I watched the, the live action and it was way good. And I'm sure that the Chinese government bankrolled like, uh, like, and made, like gave it a lot of budget because it makes China look high tech and beautiful. And the games and the animation is like, next level and it's super interesting but and it's the best live action i've ever seen um that came from an anime source material but i, I or like light novel originally or whatever but i gotta say that the only re- if one of the reasons it was that good is probably because the anime was so bad like if you have a decent anime like it's gonna be hard for the live action to be good because all these focus groups are gonna be like hey include this hey include this like can you um believe that there was like uh there was just like random like uh, like attack on titan live action had random female titans running around even though the a female titan is like a central plot point of most of that show like mm. having a female titan is not normal but in in the live action they were like yeah just chuck them in there like mm. just the extras anyway like it doesn't matter like it feels like a disservice to the source material where they're just like just it doesn't matter like they're um, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the live actions and that's like, because they, they butcher it. Like we all know what it should look like and like, like Dragon Ball. Um, oh, great. Um, he's got like a Asian girlfriend. He's got Asian grandfather. Why is he white? Like, what's the deal with this? Like, 
He's also in college. Yeah, I need well. I need to highlight this right because like, um, because the examples you said with they're not as much expectations. There's no not much like expected of it, right? Like they they have a lot expected of them because they are based off comics. That's the thing. The issue is is like in the comic honored the comics. They honored their backstory. They honored where they came from. Whereas like especially in a lot of adaptations in terms of Japanese to live action, they actually butcher certain aspects of what their key features, like your, like the Attack on Titan feature of how they have female Titans. Like that's a major plot point that's a female Titan, right? That reveals like a whole different aspect of what Titans are, right? And like, th- that's like a way they possibly butchered it. I just don't think, I think it's definitely possible that like they can adapt like something like Attack on Titan to like a, like a live action better like a lot better like especially because it's based in like a western world especially like yes. it's not based on like an asian culture right you can literally have a western with all white actors i think most people will be happy because like that's what it's based on but at least like do the show justice in terms of a storyline these plot points like that the reasons why like these aspects are important because like mm. i'm not sure if you guys know but like there's like before stuff like like the new marvel movies even dc like batman like the Dark Knight, right? There was like a bunch of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman movies, even the Hulk movies, like back in the day before, like in the 90s and 80s, right? And they were mediocre at best. I've seen the original Hulk movies and they were all mediocre, right? And like, I think like the point it hit was like when like Batman became like this portrayed in like this very well-directed film, this well-directed movie. Like this whole world was like, so in depth, so dark, so that was just that was just Christopher Nolan dragging the whole genre up to respectability. Yeah, I agree. Like that, like Christopher Nolan like yeah. saved the entire industry, right? For but sure. like honestly, if we, I could imagine something like a really hard action patch show like Attack on Titan that has a lot of gruesome aspects, right? It could be portrayed in a different way than like the anime. Completely, like it could feel very different, but have the same sort of like aspects of how like um a civilization has to live with itself and like and like these sort of like how they survive with these like monsters constantly coming at them like certain aspects could definitely be like should definitely be changed for western audience but i feel like it could be like actually adapted quite well into a live action especially with like the way cgi has evolved so much especially for marvel movies like the fact that they're able to animate like iron man and like thanos like even something like Pacific Rim, like bro, like those monsters are, look amazing. Yeah, and it's like yeah. I think like we hit to the point where like we can make a good live action. It's just that no one that has good like is a like no one that's good at directing has taken the job and been able to honor the actual source material enough. Yeah, it's just um, it's just a real like lost in translation kind of thing because yeah. like I don't think Japanese studios are capable of making. Um, anything involving like live action CGI, like it looks really bad. And I think that the Hollywood studios, on the other hand, are not capable of dealing with the plot because they're like, they're just, they're just like, you know what? We have creative license. We're just going to do whatever we want. And like, yeah, just deal with it. Like no one's going to know except for all of us who do know. So they're just making it for like an unsuspecting Western audience. And then the unsuspecting Western audience is like, wow, this isn't that enjoyable. And then the, the, the fans are also like, wow, this is not that enjoyable. Like, it's a lose-lose. Like, mm. like it's, um, it's, I, I hate it when people throw out source material or don't respect it. Because, like, for example, Star Wars, like, um, like 
the original movies were made, then there was like the prequels, and for a decade there was like nothing. And in that time, they filled in all of these extended universe, like um, like like Luke had a girlfriend named Callista, and then there was like um, there were the kids of Han and Leia, and uh, and then like J.J. Abrams showed up and he was like, um, yeah, extended universe. I don't want to read none of that's canon, and I was pissed because it's like. 400 novels or something like that. I've read pretty much all of them twice. And he was just like, nah, too much reading, throw it all out. And I was like, you did what? Like, just, just get me or someone like me who's not that uncommon as a person to like make sure that your script stays canon yeah, yeah. in line with the extended universe. But they're like, nah, it's, it's too restrictive. I want to do what I want to do. It, it, it's about like having advisors on board and being faithful to whatever you want to try to betray. Because, because there's something... There's, um, Lord of there's, the Rings there's another adaptation coming out. Like Lord of the Rings, like he had like a person in charge of making sure that the plot was in line with the books. And yeah. th- that person actually had like a show off with Stephen Colbert, just like some um, TV host, like uh, like a news TV host. like uh, And he actually won the Tolkien off, like answering all these very yeah. obtuse uh, Tolkien trivia questions and stuff like that. And that's all you need. Peter Jackson probably... Like he might not have even read the books once. I'm not, I don't know, but it, it doesn't matter. You don't need to, you just need to outsource it to someone who's like, Hey, that wouldn't work. Big, yeah. Like, I feel uh, like, like, like with all this, like with this honoring, like source material, I think a big one, especially like in recent news would be like, so this is, isn't really anime, but like it's debatable. Right? It's a new avatar series. Right. Yeah. Right. So, if you guys don't know, Netflix was ah, making yes. a new live action series based on the Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh. Right. Cartoon. Yeah, off the cartoon. cartoon. Right. So cartoon. you know, we all know how the original Avatar: The Last Airbender movie turned out live action, right? Utterly. And my Shyamalan's yeah, edition. Utterly disgusting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. So this series had a lot of hope because it had the original directors and writers from the TV show. Oh yeah, they could. Original creators. Creators, yeah, sorry. They, it had yeah. so much potential, had so much hope. And then recently we've discovered that they've actually <laughs> left the team due to Netflix not allowing them to have creative freedom. freedom. Yeah, there was just, uh, like that. And they that were was attached to that two years in development. For sure. Like, because when I heard they were leaving, I was like, yeah, they, it's going to suck and they don't want their name on it. Like, like the thing is, like, yeah. like if, if just Netflix, just give them creative, like, they're all their creative permissions to ever do wherever they want. They literally were so successful with the show and like maybe have like a, and like experienced directed on board as well. Because like I, like from animation to like CG, like to live action, like it's, it's quite a different transition, but like at least have the, the like the actual original directors have at least a most creative control over the whole project. And the fact that like yeah. you literally restrict them enough to where they don't want to be a part of the project anymore all the fans literally have disregarded it now. Like they don't, they, they, like most of the fans are still going to watch it, but if it's bad, they're going to rip you to shreds. Like it's like odds yeah. are, it's not going to be good as well. Like considering the fact you've, you've, you've created an expectation. already. Like in my opinion, mm-hmm. right. It's gone. Like the fact that they've just like, since the creator, the original creators have literally left the team due to them wanting to change the series. I think it, it, it's most potential. It's going to be good. At, at peak potential but i don't think it's going to be amazing like to the level of what the original series animation was 
Yeah, because focus groups are probably ruining it. They're just probably like, oh, you got to include this. You got to include this. Like, I don't ever think like you got to include this, but like, it's like stuff like, it it needs to involve like the original like sort of feels. Like if they actually reworked the entire show to like a different avatar, right? Made a whole different take on it. That will be like, that will be completely pure, like pretty much complete creative freedom in my opinion. Just need to follow the like world that has already been created. Right? The spirit yeah, it like doesn't if, need to be. If they like gave it um, the ability to like have a, like to a last generation avatar, like the Firebender or the Earth, one of the Earthbenders, right? Like they have like pretty much mostly creative freedom with that, and like there's not expectation, there's not much expectations for them because we don't know anything about them, right? We just need to know that like that's this is how the world was and this is how like it's meant to be, right? But like you just need honor the source material. Like I think that's what most people want. Like, I don't, especially for me, I love the Avatar series and I don't want a carbon copy in live action, right? I want something that just honors the live action, the original source. Yeah, I don't mind they cut out certain aspects, but like big arcs, like, like how like tough like came to being, like how like her, she like suffered through her like family issues of how like she, they thought she was inferior because of her blindness. Like, little aspects of, like, what makes characters who they are. Like, I wish they'll stick with that. But, like, some arcs, like, I'm okay with them skipping here and there. Okay, so this might be a bit sensitive, mm. just to put it how, um, how it would be. Um, I recently watched Mulan, and uh, I have to say right. that Mulan, the live action, and Mulan, the animated... Uh, Disney, Two different movies. Very different, Two different like, movies. They, they, very different. They're not... It's not a carbon copy. It's it's mm. its own thing. They have nothing to do with each other except for the name. Uh, and I, I enjoyed it. I, I gotta say, like, yeah. I, I I was no. very surprised that I was like, oh, it's not as musical. It's lost, like you know, Mushu the dragon and stuff like that. But oh, yeah. it adds oh, yeah. different aspects. It stands on its own. And I, yeah, actually, you know what? I I really like it as an as a live actor. Yeah. So it's it was a good time. So it's its own rendition of the original folklore because um, Mulan is based off Chinese. I'm, I'm not sure if you know Bruce, but um, so so um, like so I have a lot of like Chinese friends, right? I've actually watched the movie, the movie myself, um, but so what I've heard, a lot of people, especially Western audience, have loved the movie, right? The issue with the movie, and like I don't have an I don't have an issue with like um it like adapting in a different way or like transforming it completely from the first original movie but like my um i've heard a lot of like hate from a lot of chinese people due to the historical inaccuracies or the cultural inaccuracies of the movie i haven't seen it myself so i wouldn't know but that was literally the only aspect that felt like it they were like sort of like not appreciating chinese culture enough they weren't like um, seeing it properly or like they weren't I getting think- it correct I think the quote was, oh, this is cultural appropriation dressed up as representation. And I've heard the arguments and um, I can't speak on if it's true because like, you know, I'm not that knowledgeable about Chinese culture and stuff. Uh, I got to say that um, I, in a bubble, I enjoyed that movie. Um, outside the bubble, obviously we live in a very connected world where there's, the movie was problematic for other reasons and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But watching the movie, like, I sat there, I watched it. I, um, I didn't see, uh, like the only issue, like confusing thing I had was like, 
oh, what is this chi? Like, like, do they mean like wushu? Like, do they mean like martial arts or like, because like chi is kind of like mana and then they're using, like the way that they yeah. describe chi was very confusing for someone. Like I've read Chinese manhua and stuff and I, I, I found their usage of the term a little bit confusing. Mm. But um, that being said, me and my friend kind of agreed in the future, it would be nice to watch it in a Mandarin dub um, rather than... See, yeah, I would, I would feel like if it, it, there could have been definitely a Chinese dubbed version of this as well. Mm. Um, look, th- there's probably a lot of things that they've, like, they've mixed some aspects of Chinese culture together or they've changed up things. But the fact that it's not against the Huns per se and it's against this other random group um i i think it gives it that license to be like, look this is fantasy it's made up um sure yeah. it's not exactly chinese culture but uh, it's a movie also it's like uh they, it can cause a lot of harm if people assume that this is what chinese culture is like rather than this is just a fantasy movie and you can just make anything up because when i see game of thrones i don't think like oh that's the dark ages i just think like that's fantasy like i don't think that it's based off a real population that existed it might have but uh, I, i'm not tying it to like you know the vikings or like yep. um whatever like um and i i i can understand that because it's mulan and obviously that was a real a chinese uh, like it has folklore and stuff like that it could be harmful in uh in stuff like that but i i can't judge that i just yeah. uh enjoyed watching the movie and i think that yeah. as a action movie and as a good time it was it was good to watch with my friend. It, um, I can't say how good it could have been. Like, uh, but hmm. uh, speaking of yeah. stuff, like I am excited for like um, that, uh, the monkey uh, Sun Wukong game that's coming out because that looks like they're putting a lot of effort into making it. Because I, I, I've seen some of the Journey to the West stuff, like I've read it and it's, it's super entertaining. Like, like, you know, like just Wukong, cleaning the floor with all these people and doing all these random stuff because he's so OP. Like, I, I can't wait for that. Uh, but I'm, I, I can't judge it uh, Mulan per se. I, I'm, I just don't know enough about it. I, like, that's why I said it's sensitive because um, I know that it's problematic, but I got to say that it, it, it was worth the price of admission. Yeah. Mm. Like, I got to say, like the, like, um, like, the situation of how, like, Mulan's was like how like it was really popular with the western audience but like sort of like um like wasn't liked by a lot of chinese people i've heard like people that understood the history of it or the folklore of it like mm. i feel like that like links up with like how the problem of anime in the western world like has a big issue with the aspect of how like when it's adapted to a western world like live action we'll say right it's not honoring the original source material and the thing is, mm. the original source material in this case isn't like sort of just like a race, but it's more like an entire demographic that like they're aiming at. And like the, if they shame that demographic, they like if they if they don't honor the original source material, like at least they like, respect it. They don't have to probably follow it. Like Mulan, like n- didn't really like fully follow the animation. Like mm. I think it's fine, but as long as do it the show justice and have sort of the same aspects of what it's meant to be. You know, they could have changed the name, and it could have just been like. Um... Han, right? Or mm. whatever. They could have just made it about, like, we, less people would have watched it because it doesn't have the name Mulan on it. But the people that watched it would have still just enjoyed it. Like, I think yeah. you're right about not uh, honoring the source material. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, I can't comment on that because I actually don't know if they did it or did not. Yeah. Uh, probably did it because uh, 
uh, we we've seen Hollywood like uh, we've seen Hollywood not honor it enough times to know that they're, they're probably not going to. Yeah. Um, especially no. in a, but they're gonna keep trying. Especially in a live in a, a big budget thing like this because like um like you really need to have like no expectations um to make something unique and enjoyable. I reckon because when I watch Deadpool and stuff like that, like. I've been a big fan of Deadpool. I'm older than Deadpool. Like, uh, he came out like a year after I was born. And uh, when I watched it, people talked to me about it and they're like, oh, how is that? I was like, yeah, it, it, it honored yeah. the spirit of Deadpool. That, that's it. It's it just honored, but it still has that Hollywood clean on it because at the end, he still gets the girl and stuff. But in the comics, he's a, he's a tragedy. Like, uh, the girl dies. He, he never gets to be happy. He's an antihero. Like, um, he's struggling with mental illness. But they're like, nah, that'll make people sad. So we better give him a girlfriend and a happy ending. It's like, mm. nah. Like, uh, like, I respect his jokes. I respect mm. the way he acted for a lot of it. And Ryan Reynolds, you know, perfection. In kills it. Yeah. Absolutely because kills he it. Was in, even in the comics, they were like, uh, what do you look like under the mask? And he's like, I look like Ryan Reynolds crossed with a Sharpie. And it, it's, it's been canon for like five years or t- 10 years before the movie or whatever. But um, it had the spirit of Deadpool, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't, yeah, it respected it enough for me to be like, it had the spirit, but it wasn't a proper, like, you yeah. couldn't make a real Deadpool movie. Like, that would make people sad. And oh, Hollywood be, would be sad. I'd be fine. I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's like, totally on point. Yeah, I think they did a good job with Deadpool, especially, like, with their whole aspect of, like, how, like, it, I think a big part of Deadpool from the comics is, like, how he breaks through the third wall. And I think, like, especially stuff like that, like, they honor the source material like that. They give the same feel of Deadpool, right? But they don't like a hundred percent follow everything, which like I'm honestly not asking for them to follow a hundred percent of anything, but I just want them to like give the same feel or at least respect the source material. Yes, hmm. yes, and I I think they did that. Um, yeah. I just hope um, I hope that comes to anime one day, but I like we'll see if that ever really yeah. happens. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it really has to be a pattern, uh, to be honest. But that will be the like that. Like I mentioned before, that's something that's something that will happen over mm. time. Maybe when we're older and the next generation. Yeah. Um, when we introduce our own kids to anime. <laughs> yeah. We start off. We start them with Pokemon, and then we bring them up to the more mature stuff. Mm. Wait. So we talked a lot uh, about like localization and respecting source material and stuff. But wasn't um, like when I heard like the thing about sub and dub, um, I I assumed that like we were talking about those different we were going to talk about those differences as well, where um personally I, I i like things being subbed uh i know that a lot of people like there are people that struggle with subtitles because uh you have to give it your full attention you can't do it while cooking or something i understand that um but uh i think that good dubbing is possible but it's kind of and it's easier to pull off than a good live action but like um generally dubbing is not it, it loses some gravitas because of the way that the voice actors, like it's just cultural problems. Like I've seen Harry Potter in Japanese and it's like uh, seeing him like say like Nigero or something like that. It's just, it's just weird. Um, and it doesn't suit yeah. the vibe of the face. Well, some of like a more common example of, of subbing and dubbing is just easily replacing people's names in English. Oh, like I'll say like, um, like, like for a good like dub, in my opinion, would be something like Gurren Lagan, right? Yes. I'm not sure if anyone's seen the full dub and sub, right? I've seen it, I've seen it in dub, yeah. Yeah, I think Gurren Lagan portrayed in terms of the dub, in my opinion, it's better 
the fact that it's in my like native language. Like the fact that I like, since it's so like the way it's made and like the way they've justified, like they actually portrayed the characters very well in the English dub. Right. It gives like, mm. it, it gives you more attachment to the character. It understands, it makes you feel more for the characters. If you can fully understand them. Right. You can hear the, like in Japanese, right. I'll say like, I can't hear as much pain in voices. But I don't hear in my native language. But if I see in a dub, like stuff like the way Kamina, like how much pain he suffered, right? It's like you can feel how much like he tried for everyone, how much he accepted his fate at one point, right? You can sort of feel the way his mental is sort of working, right? It's very, they're very close mm. together now because of similar dubbing and similar casting. Yep. Mm. A lot of the companies are talking yep. to each other and expressing, oh, this is how they, this is, this is the script and this is how they should feel instead of waiting years and years for an interpretation. Yeah. Um, because Japanese people do know that the Western audience likes anime. I, like, I, I got to admit, they, though, there are a lot, there's a few anime that like, it can possibly never properly be justified in English. Like, um, I'm not uh, sure if you guys, I haven't watched this series personally, but I know a lot, of, like a decent amount about it, which is the Monogatari series. Right, ah, I'm not yeah. sure if you guys know much about this, but like, so from w- what I know of the series, is the actual writer like actually portrayed the whole series like with a lot of like sort of like wordplay in Japanese. Apparently, like the way he's written the entire story uses so much wordplay and so much like sort of knowledge with how literature works in Japanese writing that it, I don't think it can be fully appreciated in Japan in English or English subbed even. I would argue that uh, Koro Sensei, uh, the assassination classroom, like uh, that's the same thing because he makes a lot of uh, Japanese puns about his tentacles and stuff, and like it just it just either goes over your head because it's like not translated, or if they translate it, it's kind of a stretch. Like it's kind of like when uh, in Naruto, Killer B was rapping, and like in Japanese, it's like really good. But like trying to make that Japanese rap also rap and rhyme in English is like a real stretch. Yeah. So um, there's certain things where it's it, because of the wordplay. Uh, I don't think that it would be easy to do. But uh, like I watched the uh, Gundam, um, what's that? Iron Blood Offense, all in English, and it it works really well. Like mm. um, they've like that emotion. You you need it to be uh-huh. you need it to be authentic without being try hard. You, you, you know, like like I gotta do it for my boys or like. Um, like believe in the me that believes in you or giga drill break or whatever this like it needs to not be cringe and that's a fine line and yeah uh, obviously i can't do it but um these professionals like some of them are very good and like i don't think that dub is as bad as it used to be because i feel like a lot of no because we've had we've had a generation of people grow up with anime and because of that they're becoming actors yeah like I, they can basically... I think like nowadays like it's still like the dilemma of how like there's not really a huge amount of really good dubs but i feel like the standard has raised significantly like there's yeah. no there's no bad dubs i think anymore like, that's why i haven't i haven't heard I mean, one i don't watch bad dubs like, yeah so, like i've uh, watched bad dubs here i've, I've watched like I, back in the day when i like when i was a kid like i watched dub right and i'm like some of them like were out of trash like i'm like how does this get made like this Right, mm-hmm. but I've heard some da- dubs like nowadays, and like they're good, they're good. They're, like in my opinion, they're nothing special, but they're good. Better. 
better than they used to be. Yeah, they're much better than... I think the bar has raised significantly. But the thing is, I feel like for anime that, like, is, like, when the dub, like, it's still yet to... Like, it's still as common. Like, it's rare that, like, you find a dub that is, like, really good dub. Like, you would, like, recommend the dub over the sub. I really like um, Carol and Tuesday's like anime oh, i agree that's a really good show um Has especially since it's like it's well realistic it is it was made to be like in english though i think yeah. it's a kind of like a because like they all sing in english the singers are all english yeah exactly and i think oh, it's my like, favorite thing. yeah sorry oh go ahead i think go it's ahead. just done very well pretty much yeah yeah oh, my favorite thing is like there's that guy peter and then He's singing, and then uh, I was looking at YouTube, and like one of the comments is like, uh, because he's singing the English song, obviously, and then they put the subtitles of what it means in Japanese, and then like, um, ha ha ha, the tables have turned. Now you need to read subtitles in Japanese. <laughs> like, like this this anime has turned it on the head where like Japanese people need to read like it's anime, it's it's anime, and they have to read Japanese subtitles. Yeah. Hey, the tables have turned. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that that that's pretty good. Like it's it's mm. it's so well done, and it has to be in English, I reckon. Like it's the superior form. But uh, I think when I was in uni with uh, like all those years ago and stuff, like I think that there was no question sub was better than dub, and the bar has raised yeah. so much in the last few years that yeah, you're not like it's it's actually nice to watch something in dub because you get to do other things. Mm. Whereas like sub, uh, like I, I, it's not a real problem for me because like I like. Um, I'm fluent in Japanese, so I'm able to like do that. But it's still able, like it's. Yeah, but what is your preferred option? Yeah, it's still it's, like, it's still nice. You, you, you've got two preferred options. Yeah, because uh, otherwise it's like, uh, like it's a bit cringe. It used to be a bit cringe, but like now it's actually like nah, I'm going about my business. Like uh, obviously, hey everyone. It also it's also it also depends on like what came first to you as well. But still, like it definitely comes to like. What did what were you introduced with? Because I could I could watch Dragon Ball Z in English still, and that's fine because that's what I grew up mm-hmm. with. But when I watched Dragon Ball Z in subbed, I get I understand that this is what it was, but it's not something that's natural yeah. to me. Like, um, uh, are we familiar with Satoshi? Is everyone does everyone know who Satoshi is? One of the most famous anime characters of all time. Well, sorry, where from? Satoshi. No. Oh wait, um, the is it the, the alien-looking guy? Nope, Satoshi is the uh, Japanese name for Ash Ketchum because Ash oh, Ketchum yes. Oh, yes. Is, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is they wanted to work in Ketchum because you got to catch them all. Catch them all. <laughs> yeah. But um, and I remember when I found out about Satoshi, I was like, who? What? No, no. Ash, Ash is like Ash Master Race, like for sure. <laughs> like, like, I feel like that's just due to us growing up with those children. Yes, so I do yeah. like make yeah. my final point about like this whole sub and dub sort of conflict. Like, like I think there's a lot of benefits to dub, right? Especially for like not as Japanese cultured anime, like focused anime, like because my favorite anime is Spice and Wolf, and I actually prefer the dub over the sub purely because of the fact that the main female lead, right, um, sounds is meant to be this knowledgeable, wise person, and she sounds more mature in the dub, whereas in the sub, where in the Japanese dub, she sounds younger and like sort of like a bit childlike for my taste. Um, guys, I'm gonna cap it off here. It's great to have you guys. We, we've reached an hour and a half in this episode, which is no great. worries. 
Um, we, could, we, could, we could keep going on this further. And this is a topic that's going to be debated on for a, a very, very, long, very time. long time. A very long time. As long as, you know, we could be talking about this in another 10 mm. years and we could still have the same points. Um, but great to have you guys back, Bruce, Jeff. Hope to see you guys soon. No um, if you want to catch Jeff, he's on the GMAS podcast At- on Twitch every Friday. On um, RMIT GMAT. Every, every second Friday. Second Friday on a podcast, yes. Every other Friday, we're doing play, like plays, like game plays and such. <laughs> um, so catch him. Um, otherwise, guys, catch you guys later. Remember to like and subscribe um, and listen to us on most podcasting services besides YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Ladies. Thank you.